Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we help artists thrive spiritually, artistically, and in business from a kingdom perspective. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, friends, welcome to another edition of the Thriving Christian Artist podcast. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. So glad to be here with you. And I've got a friend of mine, Katie, who is here. Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and being willing to share your story. You, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We were just talking about uh, where you are in the world and that sort of thing and all the incredible things that are going on at, at, at Asbury with the revival that, that started in the last couple of uh, weeks and that sort of thing. But you've got lots of stuff going on in your life as well. So for those folks that are just kind of getting to to know you, uh, what let everybody kind of know the thumbnail sketch and then we'll kind of jump into to your backstory. Perfect. Um, well, a large part of my business is live wedding painting. So I go, not just weddings, but events in general, go to yeah. events and live. And I'm, I have the privilege of working fully for myself. So when I'm not doing weddings, I'm able to just create whatever I want, get to experiment and play and just kind of create things as they come. So you're, are you living the dream, Katie? Are you like living the dream? I mean, it- <laughs> absolutely. Like, I love it. It's insane. <laughs> I know. It's, it's funny when you, when you turn around, you're like, this is actually what I want to be doing. Like, this is great. And I'm making a living at it. So did you have a, a context for being a, a full-time artist growing up? And was that something that was always on your heart or, or how did that begin to emerge in your life? Yeah, I mean, I've always been pretty creative growing up. Um, I grew up in the mission field and just kind of saw the things that God could do in people's lives. And yeah. um, I don't know if, I mean, that probably played a huge part in it. But as my senior year of high school kind of was like, well, I'm going to do like prison ministry with art or I'm going to do this or that, like different things. But um, ultimately, when people asked me, like, what do you want to do? It was like, I want to be an artist. Like, wow. that's like what I want to do. And um, I don't think that I had the faith to believe that it was actually possible until um, maybe three years ago. Uh, I actually, I had lost my job during COVID. And so just took the leap and decided that, you know, I was going to actually start pursuing it. So did you know other artists that were were doing that or was this totally a step of faith for you? I mean, because I think so many times people have that like in their heart, like I want to do this, but if they don't see anybody else is doing it, then it becomes a real, you know, kind of almost seemingly impossible for, for them to do it. Well, I mean, I've seen on social media, like I've seen those people that, that have done it. Um, and I, you know, in my mind, it was like a, a numerical thing. So once you got to, you know, 5,000 followers, you were officially a full-time artist or like, once you got <laughs> right. what I, so it was like, in my mind, it was like, well, I'm not there. So I'm not going to be able to do it or like, you know, all these different things, but, um, it just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's always so interesting to, to watch how people's, you know, careers start. Some people, it takes this long ramp up of just a, a few little, you know, things over the years. And then for some people like you, it's like, I decided I wanted to do it. I jumped after it. I I recognize kind of just in you talking, talking about numbers of, I knew if I had 5,000 Instagram followers that this would happen. And although it didn't exactly seem that way, it seems like you maybe have a little bit of a business mind as well as the art mind, which I'm always telling artists in our mentoring program, like, listen, 
you're an artist and an entrepreneur. You can't shirk either one of those, you know? So is that, is that balance kind of a normal thing for you or um, is that something that you've had to, had to learn? It's definitely a bit of both. I was talking to my husband the other day about like, you know, doing things. People are always asking me like, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, I don't, I just figure it out. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad is really good at computers, always has been. And like, you know, my mom is not, which is funny, but (laughs) I always wanted to figure it out before I had to ask my dad how to help. And so if I couldn't figure it out, it was like, okay, fine, I'll ask him. But for the most part, like, I don't know, I am pretty business oriented, but I mean, I definitely don't enjoy it. (laughs) That's one of those things where it's like, if when I am able to pay someone else to do it, That'll be the first thing to go. It's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of us, I think we're honest. We want to be in the studio more than anything, right? I mean, and and sharing with our clients and and that sort of thing. But we've got to we gotta do those other things to to be able to do that. And so I I love that you're that you're finding that balance. You know, one of the things I'm always talking about uh, in helping artists grow is kind of developing that tenacity and that, you know, that grit spiritually and in business to be able to do the things that you're not excited about in order to be able to be able to do the things that you are excited about. I'm wondering growing up on the mission field and that sort of thing is where do you think that came from? Cause you know, I have that in my life. My mom was like, she worked three jobs growing up. She just never quit. She went through a lot of ups and downs, but we just kind of got that in us of, well, if you get knocked down by goodness, you just get up and keep going and, and until it works where did that develop for you? Cause that's not something that, that everybody has. I think it developed in college, honestly. Um, a lot of it too, is just like seeing like, you know, once I put my mind into it, like the Lord is going to fulfill me and he's going to sustain me to get through it. Yeah. And that with a lot of things, emotional or financial, those kinds of situations, it's like, you've just got to, like grin and bear it essentially get through. And then, you know, maybe you decide you learn that, you know, I actually enjoyed that part and that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or you learn, you learn to love it. Like I remember when I first started in business, even before I was doing my art full time, uh, we had a marketing company in Atlanta and I had a business coach. He said, Matt, you have to know your numbers. You're, you know, you can't beat your numbers. Your numbers can't beat you. You know, you've got to know your numbers. And I was so scared. I was like, I didn't, you know, Excel spreadsheets and all this. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. But once you learn, like numbers, numbers can be your friend. They're not your enemy. You know, you can get in there and figure it out. All of a sudden, I have a love for numbers now. I have a love for pulling the knobs and levers of our business and, and finding out how to make it more effective. But it's one of those things that I had to, just like you're saying, you just kind of had to grin and bear it, uh, fake it till you make it, right? Until you until you got through it and, and and developed some confidence in that. So, is your husband good at that kind of stuff, or is he kind of more like your mom, like not technology, not business? What where does he come into the picture? He's great. Um, he's also really great with numbers, so that's helpful. He's um, he's a banker, so love it. Definitely, yeah, yeah. If he's, he's not great. good at numbers, we're all in trouble, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, Katie, one of the things um, that I'm always encouraging artists to slow down in, I think, is this pressure that all of us can feel as creatives in today's world to immediately monetize things. You know, that we all got to, we want to get out there and make a living, you know, develop our business, that sort of thing. 
But there's also this part of our creative journey, which is slow, which is in the studio only, which is not are not the things that we're talking about on Instagram and that sort of thing. And I think that tension that we're all trying to to hold between making a living and at the same time being true to our creative process, that can be a, a difficult balance for you. And I'm interested, how are you balancing that for yourself um, to make sure that you're authentically creating from the place that you want to be creating from and at the same time doing the tenacious, gritty things you need to do to, to get out there and make a living? Yeah. So the weddings that I do are a really great way of being able to like make myself do it. Like weird because I am getting paid to do it, but I'm, I can see so much growth from the time that I started doing weddings to now. And all of that is 100% attributed to just doing it. Yeah. And um, here recently I've really gotten into just sketchbooks. So on my off season, which is right now, I don't have a lot of weddings. Um, I'll, I'll just get my sketchbook out and just like do whatever. Like I know it's not going to be great. Like I recently bought some pastels and I've bought some markers just like to play with. And yeah, just sure. to, like, I know that this isn't my style, but you know, I saw another artist that does something similar to this. And so I like the way they did that. And I just want to yeah. play with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. I, I tell people all the time, you know, when I, I made baskets for like, I don't know, 13, 14 years before I ever thought of doing it professionally. And I had a level of growth in that, obviously, over that time. But as soon as I got into the studio, like six, seven, eight hours a day, and you start making five, six days a week, all of a sudden your skill level goes, you know, through the roof because you're just you're just getting out there and doing it. And that's what I hear you say. It's like, I, you got to be in the process, right? To, to keep getting better and, and all that. Yeah. That's so important. So, and I mean, that definitely applies to just like social media too, or your website. Like you've just got to do it. It's going to be ugly the first time you do it. Right. Anything you do is going to be ugly the first time you do right. it. You just got to do it again. I love <laughs> like, it. <laughs> no, I, I, all the, I tell my students all the time to take baskets from me. I said, listen, y'all, you got to make a lot of ugly baskets. And so <laughs> we're talking the same language. I completely agree. And you may think that it's like the most amazing thing you've ever created. And that's awesome. Like if you love it and you think it's beautiful, like do it again, like make something else. Yeah. And then you're going to look back at that and was like, wow, I remember really loving this. And now it's laughable. <laughs> so... <laughs> And well, as I always say, somebody will buy it, right? So it, it, right. it, it may make you cringe in five years, but at least you got through it and they were happy and you moved on. So, you know, the, the thing I love about your business, um, and, and I kind of built my business this way through commissions, but doing weddings and being able to schedule things out and have a really, you know, determined schedule, that not only makes your life a little bit easier just from a planning standpoint, but it really makes cash flow uh, you know, a lot better as well, because you, you can plan and know, you know, the money that's coming in. So are, do you enjoy that? Um, does that, you know, bring you comfort and peace uh, uh, being able to have, uh, you know, an income that you can count on knowing that, Hey, I got this in two months. I got this in three months. Does that give you freedom? Does that give you stress? How, how do you like that? It's a little bit of both. I mean, huh? I, it's so great to be able to like sit down and look at it and like, okay, you know, 60% of my income is going to be coming in September, October, November. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I do with the time, you know, in January, February, March, when I don't have consistent things. And so that's yeah. when I just get to like 
experiment. I get to host some classes or I get to maybe take some more, take on extra commissions. Um, This is the first year that I've done this full time. So uh, the end of February will be officially a year as a full time artist. So so a lot of this is still like so new to me, but yeah, it is. It's really great to be able to plan things around that. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, I think having a business before I became a full-time artist helped me to understand the kind of the concept of cash flow, And that's one of the primary things I teach in the mentoring program now is like laying out your year and knowing where your money's coming from and when it's coming in. And like, I know for me, when I started out in Asheville, I realized, oh man, during the spring and summer and fall, it, you know, you're kicking it. But like after Thanksgiving through like right before Easter, there was nobody coming to town. <laughs> there was nobody buying art. And you're like, I can still got to pay my rent. I still got to, you know, buy supplies, all the stuff. And so I used to sell all my art classes. I do a big push at the end of the year, you know, so I, I would mm-hmm. get cash flow for those three or four months um, during, you know, November, December to hold me. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You learn to kind of plan uh, your schedule in order to regulate that that cash flow. And um, that really, I think is, is what separates the girls from the women, if you will, the men from the boys, it's that, you know, I want to be an artist too. Well, okay. You got to do what it actually takes to, to regulate um, the cash flow, And, and that does give you a level of confidence, doesn't it? To, to know that that's coming. For sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm doing a big push on just booking weddings in general too. So that's what, you know, I always require a 50% deposit to book the date. Sure. And so that's like a, a large portion of it that, you know, they could be booking for a date in July or whatever, and they're paying half of it now. So that's yeah. still part of the income. So yeah. pushing things in your dead season is always so good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you're treating it like a business, you know, you can't, you know, I always tell people you can't have business dreams with hobby habits, right? You gotta, you gotta actually treat this like a business and doing deposits and a letter of understanding or contract or something like that. I mean, that's just really huge to, cause it's, you know, your, your income, that's your income that, that you're talking about, not just yeah. you know, a little fun thing they want to do on, on the side. So, you know, Katie, I'm, I'm for all of us that are in business and we love Jesus and we're artists and we're, and we're doing this stuff. There's always kind of this, again, tension in a good way that we're trying to hold in balance of promoting ourselves and going out there and, and doing all the stuff. And at the same time, being like, Jesus, we want this to be about you. And we want this to be about your name and your fame. I'm thinking of, of the verses, you know, the, the adage, more of me, more of thee and less of me. And, and that whole thing, I know that's something that's on, on your heart as well. How are you, you know, walking in that every day to keep Jesus at the front of what you're doing, be led by the spirit and at the same time, do the practical things that, uh, that you got to do to build your business? Yeah, I am making sure to spend time in God's word and just spend time in his presence. And really this this week has been really amazing with the revival happening at happening at Asbury. Yeah. Um to be able to go down there and to sit and just listen to this crowd of people sing mm. and just pray that that like carries on um with you know not only them but just like in my life too to remember that you know, this is not about me. This is, even though this is a business and this is the way that I'm like living my life, my purpose is not about making money. It is not about making art. It's about glorifying God. Yeah. 
And um, I'm not quite sure where the where I was going with that answer, but um, just in the day to day, it's just to remember, like, I'm going to start my morning and I'm going to seek him first. Yeah. And we're going to tackle that to do list. Yeah. And I'm doing all these things with the happiness in my heart so that I can glorify God. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's that verse that talks about in all things, um, do it for God's glory and do it with the Lord. You know, right? yeah. yeah. And, you know, if that is doing your taxes or if that is putting together your spreadsheets, like do that for the glory of God. Don't do it begrudgingly because then like you're letting the devil in, <laughs> like you're yeah, letting yeah. that spirit of bitterness of anger into your life. And it's that, that yeast that's in the, the, the dough, like that's just a big thing that I've had to learn over the last couple of years. It's just every single thing, how frustrating it is. Just do it to the glory of God. Yeah. Well, it's all, we're always faced with that question, right? Am I going to let this situation be the door that the enemy's going to come in to frustrate and torment and trip me up and that sort of thing? Or am I going to offer this to Jesus? And I, I love the fact, you know, we're always trying to encourage people. The same thing you're saying, this is, this is his story. We're a part of it. You know, art is not who I am. It's not my identity. It's how I release the kingdom. And mm-hmm. it's not my job to provide for myself. It's God's job to provide for me as my, as my father. And he teaches me how to do that in the way that he's designed me and assigned me in his kingdom. And that just, that takes that pressure off, doesn't it? From you having to like, I got to make it happen versus I'm cooperating with him on a daily basis to do the things that, uh, that he's leading me to do. Yeah. It's so good. Well, yeah, I'm thinking one more thing I want to ask you, because I know that this is a big part of how you run your business. And it's a big thing that I believe as well, divine appointments, supernatural opportunities, <laughs> things happening that, that you couldn't have planned that are just absolute God moments. Talk about that because, you know, while we all know there are, so many practical things that we have to do every day just to be good stewards. Uh, God is around every corner over every hill, uh, intersecting our path and planning things that we could never, ever uh, even anticipate. Talk about that dynamic in your business, because I know that's really uh, a real core part of, of who you are and what you're what you're believing for. Yeah. So one of the big mile markers that kind of sticks out to me is I was making goals for these weddings and for booking weddings. And um, remember kind of just establishing that I was doing these weddings, not because the wedding industry is somewhere that you can make a lot of money, but because um, the wedding is the ultimate symbol of Christ returning for his church. Mm. And um, when I said that to the Lord, it was like this, these paintings are not just going to be, you know, this random thing that these people decide to book for their wedding, but it's going to be a reminder of um, Christ's love um, mm. for the bride. Yeah. And um, I was like, I want God to like work through me. And every time I go to a wedding and I get stressed out because it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of pressure to paint. It's a wedding, right? <laughs> right. And I just pray the Lord's spirit would just root, like run through me. And when I decided to just give that over to him as yeah. not just the money making thing, he was like, okay, like I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And so my goal um, initially was to book four weddings um, and I booked 18. 
And that's like, kind of like that more than you can ask or imagine thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's that it's that perspective that I need currently to sit back and think like, you know, God's not doing anything in my life right now, right, but it's like right. that perspective of seeing God and seeing the way and places that he's moved in my life before and mm. knowing that he is faithful yeah, and he's faithful with every faithful step that you take. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I was, I was just, teaching on this in the mentoring program the other day and talking about the fact that there's never a place in God's word where you see him leaving his children with barely enough to survive. Every situation that Jesus shows up, that the father shows up in the old Testament, it's always more than enough. It's always always in abundance. And we have to though reorient ourselves right to that, uh, to that reality, because, you know, the things that we believe in our heart, uh, create the world that we live in and the, and the lens through which we see. And I'm like, I want to see things not as desperate down here, but I want to see them seated in heavenly places. I want to see them from his perspective. And that takes an intentionality, doesn't it? To, to every yeah. day, like, Lord, this is your deal. And I'm, I'm a part of it. And I trust you in this. And not only with the expectancy of like, he's going to give me this amazing, like bountiful gift, but yeah. like looking at it, as like, I want to know the God that does these things. I want to know the God that's generous with his love, that's generous with his gifts. I, not because he is generous, but because he is God. Like yeah, yeah. really seeking after who that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, we want to know the provider, not just the provision, right? I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the, that's the whole thing. And I, I just, I love that about the Lord because, you know, he, he wants to pour out his goodness, but he wants our heart first. And if he can, if he can trust our heart, uh, there's there's no limit to what he wants to pour in and and through our lives. And and I love that, Katie. I love what you're doing. I love your heart. I know uh, that so many people are getting inspired by this. Just the, um, you know, this is not rocket science, right? In in the kingdom, this is like we love Jesus. We we connect with who he's what he's called us to do and who he's called us to be. And we we're trying to be faithful to that in the journey every day. And as we do, he shows up in spite of us and with us and, and does incredible things. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your story today. I know that folks are going to want to connect. Uh, maybe there's some folks that want to have you come in and paint for their wedding or, or, or know a friend or something like that. <laughs> see your work. Absolutely. So where can they find out um, all the stuff that you're doing uh, online? Yeah, they can find me at katienelsonfineart.com. And you can find all my social media there as well. But everything is Katie Nelson Fine Art. So cohesive on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on TikTok too. But <laughs> yeah, all those places, Katie Nelson Fine Art. Good stuff. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a joy to be able to share your story. Thank you for having me. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, just wanted to say thanks for being with me on the podcast today. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss anything here on the podcast, as well as leave us a review and let us know how much this podcast means to you. Until next time, my friend, I love you. And remember, you were created to thrive. Bye.